0: Maybe it was purely for attention, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I used to, everyone was after me, now no one cares about me, what am I going to do to get more attention? Oh, get myself arrested and I'm back in the papers again.
1: I wouldn't go for a beer with him. Oh, no, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I,
2: I'd want to check that beer first. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Sweat. I'm King Dom and I am joined today by Jay
0: hello everyone
2: ah uh, hi to you how are you doing
0: good good good
2: great great stuff and also stephen co hello 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 so today this is a geek sweat and we are talking this is a geek sweat it's always a geek sweat <laughs> every day is a geek sweat day but this is a geek sweat review split we are talking about <laughs> the serpent the bbc one miniseries eight episodes about the true life story of the 1970s serial killer, Charles Sobhraj. So, have we all seen The Serpent?
0: I have. What we'll
2: Okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 no, no. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get a replacement in. <laughs> I've seen The Serpent, yes. Jay, what were your initial thoughts on The Serpent? Initial overall thoughts?
0: Or you know what? <laughs> I think being from New Zealand, like we've, we've got this whole thing of don't um, draw attention or kind of give give people infamy who really shouldn't have it. Right. And this is one of those things. It's kind of like when you have a show like this, it's kind of like, am, are you glorifying the colour? Are you bringing them infamy that really they shouldn't be allowed to have. And um, kind of when I looked into this and I was kind of like reading up on, um, you know, where is he at now? But he was charging $15 million for film rights, you know, and this kind of criminal really shouldn't be able to, Monetize the things that they've done. I mean, like, he's done some really horrific things. So, yeah, so my my, my first thoughts on this was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I watching?
2: But um, just um, to be clear, did he actually make any money in connection with this programme, or was that something that he's tried to do in the past?
0: Um, as far as I know, he charges for his interviews and he charged for film rights.
1: That wouldn't be something that the BBC would be involved with, I don't think.
2: I think if the BBC were involved with that, I think the Daily Mail would have yeah, run with
1: it. Exactly. We'd know about
2: it if the BBC had paid him.
1: The BBC can't do anything without it being you know, seized upon. So no, I, I really don't think that would happen. Also, yeah. depiction isn't, isn't um, endorsement. You know, no, just because... but
0: but you could t- tell it from someone else's perspective if you know what I mean. I mean, um, it was
1: t- it was told from multiple perspectives. This story, I know,
0: I, I know, but there was a lot of him in it. If, if, if you know what I mean? It's, yeah, uh, but like... I mean,
1: also you never see the actual murders. they always they take place off screen, so the glorification. Sorry, with Wickhamboobee. Uh, okay, apart from on the beach with him and AJ when they were stabbing the um the couple. That's the only time you really see any violence from them.
2: That's on the mountaintop. That's not the beach.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I, I might be a bit confused. Yeah, but I mean, uh, again, I mean, it's not, telling the story. I, I mean, what what good stories don't involve crime? And to tell the story uh, uh, of a crime is not to endorse that crime. It's just, I mean, you could say the film. You could say the film was a warning but i mean if it was made in the 70s maybe whereas now everyone's sort of got a digital presence it would be much harder to go missing mm-hmm. in those places but yeah, i mean if you, if the film had come out before the be internet age then it, it probably have, have warned quite a few people about you know what to, what could happen it, it's interesting to analyze crime and, and look at the cultures that the crime comes from and how it's um i, I mean one of the things about this film is that it doesn't try to explain, um, uh, what, what should we call him, Charles Sabraj.
2: Charles Sabraj is his given name.
1: Yeah, Charles, he doesn't try to understand him. Um, it, you know, there's, there's no real kind of, I mean, he, he gives a few details of his past and obviously you meet his mum and stuff.
2: I mean, he offers his own excuses, but the film doesn't endorse them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it you know, it, it doesn't, it's not really a film about understanding him. It. It's more, it's, it's, I saw it as more of a tribute to the victims and, um, to the, I thought it was more story about, um, Knippenberg, actually. I think it was Knippenberg's yeah. story rather than his. I mean, story. I would
2: say Knippenberg is definitely like the moral center of the film,
1: exactly, I and mean, especially
2: like exactly. after the first episode, the first episode where that, um, naive American tourist who wants to become a nun is murdered. That, yeah. The first episode is probably darker than any of the latter episodes. It's so yeah. sour and nasty, mm. the way it shows her idealism being taken advantage of. And I think the character of Herman Nippenberg is really necessary to give you some humanity.
1: He's not, he's, he's not a character either. He's a, he's a real guy. He's, um, which I was, I was glad he wasn't made up to be uh, a cipher for the film. He's actually... That, that's a
2: good thing, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. he's used in that way. He's used to give the audience something to associate with or latch onto.
0: Yeah, and he, he lives in New Zealand now, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. He lives in Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah, wow. Nice place yeah. to live. <laughs> I mean, if, if I was a millionaire,
1: I would live in New Zealand, uh-huh. among other places. Uh-huh. <laughs> His wife in the, um, in the film is now an undersec- undersecretary at the UN.
0: So to answer your question, yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, it was a bit of oh my god, <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's he's done some crazy stuff, and yeah, I I I did wonder if this was going to, because you know you always hear about you know people being inspired to be copycats as well, and it's copycat
1: like, wow. copycat is a big, uh, there's really been very few copycats in history. Um, copycat is, a, is an invention of movies it doesn't really pertain to serial killers in real life serial killers do it their own way that's the point
0: you know all about this don't you
1: I, I, I do <laughs> read a lot about it. I know it all started off I, I like mysteries but then through like reading mysteries and then I got into Jack the Ripper and I like mysteries but then because like analysing kind of information to do with Jack the Ripper you have to read about serial killers to, to get information about who Jack the Ripper could be. So it's all kind of, it's 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 um it's a way to try and solve the mystery. It's not something, I, I'm not that interested in serial killers. I just know a lot about them because it's interesting <laughs> to learn about different types to kind of see which one Jack the Ripper might be or which one other unknown serial killers might be, like the Zodiac. I like the mystery. I don't really like the murders.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: but copycat, But copycat killings, are very much a movie invention and they don't really happen a lot in real life but you know well yeah because people do it their own way i mean most killers are mentally ill and so they'll do it cons- mm. their own signature their own M- mo they don't really need to be inspired to do it they're gonna do it they're gonna mm. do it
2: mm. so uh, let's talk a bit about the um well a couple of things uh You know, Jamie, you said your initial thought was maybe it was glamorising the killers. Did you still feel that at the end of the programme, after eight episodes?
0: Well, it kind of finished with him kind of in a TV interview, and then when I read that he was kind of, like, charging for those interviews, it's kind of like... He's monetizing.
2: So your your view of it didn't change over the course of the programme?
0: No, I mean, like... (laughs) thing is like all of this kind of stuff is always interesting you know as 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 steven said but it's still kind of like it is creepy to know that someone is capable of that kind of um criminal activity with no remorse no feeling whatsoever to feel that you know it's just another piece of meat you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah,
2: absolutely yeah I, i get that I mean, so for you, the the film did not make up for his lack of empathy by showing empathy with the victims, did it, The but film didn't distance itself from the character for you.
0: No, not really. It, for me, it, 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 I mean, like obviously Kiepenberg and and Sabraj, um, as well as um, Lec- Leclerc, Maria yeah, Leclerc,
2: yeah.
0: Um, you know, they were like the three main people. With um his little friend um is it AJ? Yeah,
1: yeah. he's lovely when <laughs> <laughs> he's lovely. Uh, yeah, he was <laughs> a character. Yeah, but um, That's how. I don't think I've hated anyone more in anything. It's just, oh. really? <laughs> oh. Oh, he was awful. Just really, yeah. creepy he was and... awful.
0: But I think they all were. You know, it's I, I just think they sleazy. Yeah, and and Maria kind of played the kind of. Like um, I don't really want to be here, but I'm drawn to him. So it's just like, well, you, you're just endorsing what he's doing How, how just, much
1: did she know? Do you think?
0: I think he, she knew. I mean, like she even um, they had one scene where. She yeah, that, that's a scene.
1: Remember, because I mean, she denies that she knew about killings
0: until the end. She suspected. Yeah. Yeah suspected but you know
1: there's there's that scene where she puts the radio to her ear to drown out the noises i I don't know if that's based on but i
0: mean like but but i mean exactly um and we may never know for sure um but yeah i mean i mean it says at the very beginning you know um the dialogue isn't completely imagined. imagined um and it's only based on you know what they say happened i suppose um so who knows how 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 true it is to the actual
1: yeah it's going to be just, difficult because this un- you know you've got her confession he doesn't he, he's a lot li- obviously a liar and aj hasn't been seen since 1976 so you know you don't really have their perspective on it to work from okay.
2: So, I mean, leaving aside um, the the facts of the case for a minute, what did you think of the performances? I mean, first of all, let's let's ask uh, Jamie about um, what do you think of Tahir Rahim as Charles Sabraj, the central um,
0: performance. I mean, if that's what um, Sabraj is like in real real life, yeah, he did really well. <laughs> he's he's a he's a piece of work, you know. So, in, in that respect, yeah. Um, I think he did really well. And I think Jenna Coleman did really well as well um, playing the role that she did, but I just didn't like a character as someone who was complacent and and knowing that something was up and that she wasn't really doing much to kind of stop it or put an end to it, you know?
2: Yeah. I'm going to ask Stephen about Gemma Coleman as well because I'm imagining, Stephen, you first saw Gemma Coleman on Doctor Who. So was it a surprise
1: I first saw Jenna Coleman
2: on Emmerdale. Really? Wow. <laughs> so what did you think? Is, is this
1: the first time you've seen her play this type of role? Well, there's an episode of Doctor Who where she, where she plays a double role of also the Saigon villain. So I've seen her play Nasty before. Or not Nasty, but, you know, not morally right <laughs> before. And, um, yeah, what happened to Clara at the end of Doctor Who? She had a TARDIS. She Could live forever and now she's swanning about with serial killers, it's very disappointing.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I,
1: don't, I don't think the doctor would be too happy. Clara's, was Clara's, like, my, Clara's like my favorite Doctor Who companion, so it's really weird seeing her in this. I mean, I, I, I didn't fancy the character at all, it was odd. And um, but then oh, that's no, no, like,
2: it's probably reassuring to be fair, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was just it, she just wasn't attractive to me, and it, it's kind of. So that's good, that's a good performance from her, and I think I think she's a great actress I think she it was she's a brilliant, a good performance.
0: she was in victoria she's queen Victoria. yeah
1: yes, yeah, yeah, but that's more i t v kind of Sunday night fair. You don't really have to work her too hard at to acting in that game I mean,
2: she she was fine in Victoria, <laughs> but I think this was a
1: better performance,
0: yeah oh, like, uh, uh, very multi dimensional, uh,
1: yeah.
2: I like the way, you know, she suggested the kind of denial because, you know, you could see there were times where she was just shutting down mentally and not even entertaining things. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. hard to show because that's an internal thing, but she was showing it. And also I got the impression from her performance that she was always thinking about smoking. She was either smoking or <laughs> thinking about smoking the entire I was glad. time. I, it
1: was good to see a lot of smoking because a lot of now they they kind of, they don't show it like it was and you know, cause of have and safety and it's kind of, it's nice to see everyone smoking. I it's, like, it's almost normal. like a
2: rewriting of history, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It made me feel normal for eight hours. It was good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: well, only eight hours. <laughs> um,
1: I thought, I mean, of the, um, the, the, uh, supporting cast, I thought uh, Nadine was cool. I liked, um, the, uh, the, the kind of brave, um, uh, undercover photographer who did all the, um, the hard work for Knippenberg. I thought she yes. was, very, she was a, um interesting character. And uh, Knippenberg, too. And, oh, and Tim McHenry is, um, is the Belgian. Yeah, that's the, like, uh, the
2: brash Belgian diplomat is yeah. almost the opposite of Herman Knippenberg, but is necessary yeah, yeah. for the investigation to progress. Yeah,
1: I thought that was exactly. a good performance as well. They they could be they could be a a, a spin off um, double act, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what well, like Herman and Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul and Knithenberg.
2: Yeah, that would that would be taking it in a different direction. Like they it they would, solve would. a series of fictional cases in seventies like, <laughs> Thailand.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I I, I found as I was watching it as it went. I enjoyed it more as it went along, as the pl- as the investigation kind of ramps up. I just love watching competent police work. It's good. <laughs> competent police <laughs> work. Competent police work's like my porn. It's like, oh, I watch it forever. <laughs> <laughs> you Google it?
2: Competent police work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just love it. Just kind of just filling in, doing a little, just, all the, all, oh, I love, I could watch that forever. And so I as it got, further on and the more I enjoyed it and of course it shows that the police are only as good as their weakest link as their weakest member you know with the whole I was like why is he getting everyone to put jewellery on I don't get this and then did you understand why he was doing that straight
0: away yeah I did oh
1: did you did you Have, have you done that before
0: <laughs> Me personally, no. <laughs> but but if if I was in a corrupt system, then you know yeah. it makes sense to kind of bling up as much as you can because you know you're got they're going to take it off you and you can use it as a bribe. Yeah,
1: and yeah, yeah. That, that was very clever. And um, but hey, all I've been reading a bit about um, I've been reading about the Japanese um legal system recently, and although the cases aren't the same. It's the same level of kind of police disinterest in any Westerner kind of crime. I, I've been reading a book called "The People Who Eat Darkness," which is about a girl who went missing in a British girl went missing in Japan at the beginning of this century, and it, it's the same thing where the Japanese police aren't very, aren't really that interested until kind of diplomats and everyone gets involved, and it's the similar thing here where. Um, the, the police the local police aren't that interested in the in the lives of Westers and what they're doing i mean the girl that I was reading about in japan is she was working at a kind of it's, it's like a hostess club where it's it's not prostitution it's just where they sit and drink with men for the night and then that's it they're kind of just they have this weird kind of that they have sexual conversations but they didn't actually do anything and the japanese men don't expect anything and um because they're working in this industry then they don't get any um then the police aren't really worried about their cases and it seemed like a similar thing here because they were hippies i mean the interesting thing about japanese um legal system if they've got like a 99 percent conviction rate and that's because they need a motive japanese police and i think this is quite true for a lot of asian countries is that they put a lot of um they put most store on a confession, on a motive. They need a motive for the crime. Whereas in, in the West, we, we don't really need motive. If you've got evidence and circumstantial evidence, then and, and good circumstantial evidence, that's enough. Whereas in Japan, you need someone to confess. Therefore, they don't put trial anyone who hasn't confessed. And therefore, to get the confession, they put them, they just question them for eight hours a day for like two, three weeks. It's not like in Britain where you've only got 48 hours or 24 hours. They've got like three weeks every day just to keep questioning and questioning. So they wear them down to the confession and that explains the 99% conviction rate. And I'm wondering if it's a similar thing in other Asian countries. But that's my digression mm. into into the Asian League. No, no, that's interesting in legal context. <laughs> By
2: the way, Matilda Varnier is the name of the actress who plays Nadine.
1: Yes, I, I Googled her so. yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you like what you found? I I, I liked her. She she had
1: had like a weird, weird face. It was kind of cute in a kind of not conventional way. She had cool eyes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Moving on.
2: Okay, so we were talking about the jewellery, which I guess could be a segue into talking about the production design and the costumes specifically, because it did have some very visible, very ostentatious production design and 70s costumes. So, Jamie, what did you make of that?
0: Oh, you you know what I read in the um, because I was watching this and I was kind of like researching as I go. Google loves to kind of like throw things your way. (laughs) And one of the articles that was thrown my way was how um, there was a surge in people looking for 70s style clothing because of the film. (laughs) So it's like, okay, so you're kind of like, you know, trendsetters in terms of 70s style in in this decade. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, I, I think a lot of it was pretty true to the time, wasn't it? Because I, I, you know, I was born in the 70s, but I wasn't really kind of paying any attention to what people were wearing back then.
1: I, I, I was in the womb and out of the womb during the all the flashbacks um, during the serpent. I was in and out of the womb. Every time I went back, like three months, I was like, oh, suddenly I was in my mum's womb again. But then, yeah, I was born during that, Um, during the whole thing.
0: So how do you go in and out of the womb? You normally <laughs> you in there and then you just come out. It was a flashback
2: <laughs> and a flash forward.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Actually, no, that's something that kind of grated me at the beginning was um, you know, all of the kind of like back and forth, back and forth. Would it would
1: it have worked, you think, as a linear story but he told it as it happened?
0: I I think if it was more linear, I um I probably wouldn't have had to have thought so much because you <laughs> it's like know, cause, cause yeah. sometimes you like to just sit down and watch something, right. And just have it, you know, kind of like fed to you in a, in a digestible manner, but because it was going back and forth, it was like, Oh, what happened back then? What else happened back then? Oh, I remember that. It's like, so there was, was a lot of that. And so because I was thinking, of, you know, because when I mean, they were flashing back or flashing forward, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, I ha- I had to think, and I didn't like having to think, but it's, yeah, it's just my memory kind of plagues me sometimes, and it was just like, oh. Bit of hard watch, <laughs> but it got, it got better. It got better because then I was paying more attention to the time changes. Because yeah, sometimes yeah.
1: I, and, you get, and you get used to where they are in the story. At these yeah, points. So, oh, that's exactly. when they're in that, and that's yeah. in
0: Um, and and sometimes you know I would miss the 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 time changes. Like I would I would miss that bit where it says you know two months months earlier and it'd be like what the hell just happened and then i'd have to rewind it (laughs) (laughs) oh oh they changed the time timeline okay (laughs) okay that explains it Because it's like what the hell just happened
1: yeah i wonder how he planned to get away with the poisoning 30 germans thing
0: he probably was that, so nuts.
1: Nar- I, I think
0: it was because he's so narcissistic. He he thought, you know, I'd, I've I've done so many already. You know, what's thirty what? And you know, even if I do get caught, I'll get out anyway. Because you know, that was one of his things. Was the
1: yeah, yeah. Well, so probably- they say they say at the end um, when uh, Knittingberg's been rung to tell them about him giving himself uh, being arrested in Nepal. And he says he likes to escape. Is, mm. is that his mo-, mo? Is that his motivation? Life well, just escaping from places. Is, is probably- that where he gets his thrill from?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a thrill for him to you know taunt them. You can't catch me, and if you do catch me, I'll escape anyway. I mean, considering but, I mean, he
1: had the, that the whole thing he did where he worked out there at the end of that ten years that if he got out, if you know, instead of getting extradited to um uh thailand if he just breaks out just before and he'll get another 10 years and then statute of limitations ran out.
0: exactly that,
1: that's, that's quite, clever it's impre- yeah his his evilness was impressive in his, in his intelligence and
0: manipulative is is kind of the top thing i'm thinking there very manipulative i mean like it, it was very clear that he kind of like preyed on your insecurities and yeah you no, know, because they were saying that, you know, he always gloated about being able to make people do things they didn't really want to do because he was just so good at mani- manipulating people and, and yeah. playing on their insecurities and, and, and using that against them.
2: I thought that um, there are a couple of things that um, could have been shown that weren't, because in one, he, Charles um, Sabraj fakes appendicitis to get out of jail. <laughs> and there's also a bank heist that he pulls. Or, no, it's a casino heist he pulls that isn't shown. It's just reported on the radio. But I think if those incidents were shown, it would be like glamorising him further because I'm sure they were very clever and very well planned.
1: They did show him fate, the appendicitis.
2: Oh, yeah, they did. They didn't make too much of it, though. It wasn't like but the it, whole... they had
1: like a mirror scene at the end where um where Marie, where she has a similar scene, but over it, it, her, it's cancer. It's kind yeah. of, a, and it's real. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But also, I th- I think you know where the story picked up. That was when he was um when he started to kill, um all those travelers. So it was yeah. like, um, all of that the, the bank heist with his brother. Um, that was before all of all of that stuff in Thailand. So yeah, yeah. I think it was just you know it wasn't that it wasn't shown. It was touched on near the end because it was mentioned. Yeah. Because you know, the mother mentions it when she's talking to Maria. Um Marie. Yeah, Marie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's mentioned, but it's not shown simply because it was way in the past before all of the stuff with the um hippies happened.
1: I I, I love that what you know, there was filmed. I, I I've been reading a lot about um I've been getting into mountains recently. And um I've I've just bought a book, a big book on the Himalayas and which um, lists over over 7,000 feet and peaks. And so it's great to see every episode is kind of like a little bit of like the Himalayas there. And I wanted them to go a little bit more in there and kind of maybe have a little mountaineering journey, but it didn't happen. But it was lovely. I mean, there's some lovely shots of the Himalayas in there.
2: Yeah, great. I mean, the whole production design was really good. Rachel Walsh is the name of the costume designer working alongside Adam Howe. And um, I'm just reading, there's an article here in Vogue magazine, appropriately enough, and it's saying they boiled down Marie Leclerc's look to a chic mix of Jane Burke in Bianca Jagger and Francois Hardy. So there you go. But I did like the um, the details, the way they told character through the costumes, like the way Marie's clothes, they started off more dowdy and downbeat and then she started wearing very bright clothes and then when she's in prison she looks dowdy again understandably even things like knippenberg when he's having a breakdown and he's in the middle of his leap on he's still wearing a tie pin (laughs)
1: little
2: details like that i like
0: but also i think you know when she first met sabraj they didn't have a huge amount of money and by the time they'd killed a few people you know, he'd kind of raked in all of the travelers' checks and so they're a bit more well off. So and also if you're going to kind of pose as gem dealers, you're you're going to have to look the part. So the wardrobe would have kind of reflected um the people that they were trying to portray when they were trying to scheme people. Well,
1: that's that's why um at the end it said that that's why you went for Marie is because she's a white girl that could impress the mm. um Mm -hmm. how
0: sad is that though because like by the end of it it was kind of like he was only using her he had no intention of marrying her he had no intention of settling down with her and all this time she'd been like hopeful you know hopeful to the very end and it's just very sad that is very sad I feel very sad for 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 her as a person at the time but also you know it's kind of like (laughs) you were an accomplice man uh, yeah,
2: but I mean, she, of all the characters, I mean, she sort of, all, all the immoral characters, she sort of has the worst fate because she ends up dying of cancer.
1: We don't know. We don't. We don't know what happened to A.J.
2: We don't know. Yeah. So it's possible that um, he was killed by surprise. Well,
1: some people think that um, he's like uh, Charles actually killed him, but I mean, he didn't kill anyone that was kind of. He only killed the people. He only killed people to get money off him. Uh, I thought he was gonna kill AJ, but then but he doesn't really kind of kill people that are crossing him. He just kills people for the money. Mm. It's a, it's a not, I mean, is he a psychopath? He seemed to care about his daughter. Or did he just think that's a possession that he needed back or
2: I don't I mean, I think the way he was able to kill people without emotion, that means that he's a psychopath, although there are degrees of that, I suppose. But
1: Yeah.
0: At, at the very think... end, though, after the interview, yeah. at the very end, he, he actually leaves with his first wife.
1: Yeah. It's also weird because it's not true, because he had two wives before in France, and three children.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, that would
1: so just safe. be
2: like, um, dramatically, that would be a lot to take in.
1: Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. So yeah it's I kind think of... they had to simplify it for the story. So no, he married another person in prison, but she's from Nepal, I think. Yeah, she's
2: a television journalist.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. wh- why did he do that? Why did he go back to Nepal and do that? Well,
2: no one knows. I no mean, one it's... knows, do
1: they? I mean, yeah. I just... it's just really odd. He's a just really... a really odd, strange, creepy, evil person.
0: Maybe he did that on purpose because, like, he knew he'd be out in twenty years and and make millions of dollars off people who want to pay for his story.
1: But well, why put himself at risk like that?
0: Did it have the death sentence in Nepal?
1: Um, I don't know because he's he's currently serving. He's still serving time for that at the moment. Yeah, but he's
0: not. Be, he's oh, he is serving murder. He's,
1: is, is he serving time for the murders or is he serving yeah. time for the fraud? He, he goes back to Nepal. They realise that they got a murder they can charge him with because they've got a different statute of limitations than in Thailand. Yeah. And mm. so he gets done. I mean, he, he I mean, he, for such an intelligent guy, I mean, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Maybe it was the one detail that he tripped up on.
1: Maybe. In classic style. But he made, it, he made such a big thing of it, going back to Nepal. He got himself in the paper. He got himself photographed in front yeah. of the thing. It was like a plan. I it's odd. Isn't it?
0: I think it was part of his plan because Thailand has a death sentence, whereas Nepal doesn't. So he's safer in a Nepal prison.
1: But, but he, he was already safe before. He didn't need to go to Nepal. It was the only place he could really go that he could still be charged.
0: But it was also that <laughs> the whole point of they'll never leave him alone because they're always going to be chasing him
1: but they couldn't he was uh, free that's what he says he was he's he can't be arrested in any but he was wrong he could have been arrested in a pool and then he goes straight to nepal and advertises the fact he was there it's an odd Mm -hmm. thing
0: maybe it was for the infamy it was kind of like you know for the
1: but it just shows him up as really dumb
0: Well, you never know. It's one of those things. If you're if craving attention, what better way to get the attention? Because I mean, he's
1: even, not going to escape now because he's had like three or four heart, <laughs> open heart surgery.
0: Because mm, didn't he's Kippenberg. Because not, not Kippenberg, right? even one of the lines in the film, and we don't even know if it's real or not, but even Kippenberg said, you know, um, you know they hadn't heard anything about him for years. And then he suddenly turns up in Nepal and he basically said something along the lines of, you know, he's just wanting attention now. OK, so, it just seems a
1: bit, shoot yourself in the foot a bit.
0: Maybe it was purely for attention, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I used to, everyone was after me. Now no one cares about me. What am I going to do to get more attention? I'll oh, get myself arrested and I'm back in the papers again.
1: I wouldn't go for a beer with him. Ah, No, me neither.
2: (laughs) I'd want to check that beer first. It did sort of get more easy to take, like Stephen said over the course of the series, as it turned more into a police procedural because the first episode was quite dark and quite cynical in a way. It was a bit like um, Once Upon a Time in America, but without the revisionist view of history, the, the people actually die.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did a, a, a character I enjoyed. He wasn't in loads, but the Interpol officer, the, the most angry. He he was complimenting um, Kit Nittenberg and his wife on what they'd done with all the stuff in front of them. But he was saying it in such a way that you thought he was actually having go at them for it. It was very weird. <laughs> he was great.
2: Yeah, I mean that was nice like work by the supporting cast all round. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a detailed show and I mean that as much as anything else kind of raised the bar a bit, I think. But I mean let's let's wrap it up here. So um I mean Jamie you said at the top of the show that you had some reservations about the show morally, but I mean how successful do you think it was as a drama and an artistic achievement?
0: I I think it did really well in terms of those two things. Um, It was engaging. I mean, the time back and forth changing all the time, it initially was a bit kind of, um, let's say, annoying at times. But I I think once you get into it and you kind of, um, because when they do do the time jumps, they are back to places you've already been to. So as it goes along, that time jumping, Um, doesn't matter so much Um, but you know it's a very interesting story, very well told Um, I hope he didn't get any money for this Um, (laughs) uh, and I but I I, I, but I also you know hope that he doesn't gain infamy from this as well so
1: yeah. yeah, I mean you can't help that there are always odd people in the world who look up to other odd people and you can't really do anything about that, you can't cater media for the weirdos let's say you, you know you have to realize that most people can watch something like that and not go out and do it to other people and, and so weirdo. You, know, you just you, you have to in life just accept that there are some people that are just going to be like that mm.
2: so stephen how would you rate the show overall artistically
1: Oh, I thought it was great. It looked great. It was, I, I mean, it took me a while. And it's the same reasons for Jamie, really. And then found it, I know. I watched it all in one go yesterday. And um, the first four episodes kind of dragged a bit. And, but uh, as kind of Knippenberg came more into it and the whole kind of procedural kind of aspect of it took place, I was kind of, yeah, I was. I was swept along with it. I really enjoy it, but I, I love stuff. I, I can watch true crime stuff forever and i would you know well not forever i assume <laughs> great at hours some point, and so at some point there'd be there not be any more crimes left
0: mm, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a
2: philosophical
1: thought right there but yeah so this is i mean it, well, it was my cup of tea really it could only have been better if it was more procedural i mean I, it could have been all procedural for me just me following knippenberg round doing all this paperwork. I could have watched that for <laughs> hours. That like would just great sitting thing. in the embassy,
2: reading letters.
1: Yeah, 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 just watching him work. That would have been awesome. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed it after beginning it and thinking, oh, maybe I won't like this so much. But it didn't work out like that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you start off slow and then like yeah. by, the, by the last few, it's kind of like I've, I've got to see what happens now. Yeah,
1: also, because I was watching it all in one go, it was kind of like, oh, my God. (laughs) After, you know, you kind of, at the beginning, I was like, can I do this? How am I going to get out of reviewing this tomorrow? Can I fake it? My sister watched it. Can I get her to give me crib notes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did she think about
1: it? (laughs) I think my sister enjoyed it, yeah. I haven't spoken to her about it yet, but I spoke to my mum earlier, and I said, did you watch Serpent? She goes, no, I didn't get into it. but Rebecca enjoyed it, so. Yeah, so I'll find out. Yeah,
2: but crib notes weren't necessary here. It swept too late to the they end. Weren't. No, no, very good.
0: You think it'll be up for some awards?
2: I would imagine it will be up for some BAFTAs. Yeah, wouldn't you think? Yeah, think so. I think yeah, so yeah. too. Yeah, apparently it was the most watched program on the BBC iPlayer since Normal People, which was their big hit of last year. Which oh, really? was interesting. After a slow start, um, it didn't get very good reviews either, probably because of the um time jumps in the first episode. So there we are. We were all impressed by the serpent, despite some possible reservations and a slightly confusing and hard to get into first episode. It does develop into something that is worth your time and with some amazing costumes as well. <laughs> so thank you once again for joining me, Jamie.
0: Great to be here. Nice. Thanks for having me.
2: <laughs> hey, always a pleasure. And also, thanks for joining us, Stephen
1: Code. No problem. I'll hope to see you again soon.
2: Well, we all hope so. And yeah. this has been another Review Sweat. Join us again for more Geek Sweat. See you soon. Bye-bye.